Good morning, I'm Nathan and this is Word in Motion. This is a pod for looking in the mirror of scripture each day, seeing our imperfect selves, making one change each day to live and love as God intended. Today's passage kind of seems a little out of the way, but I wanted to point something out that we've been talking about with students a lot lately, that Christians were designed, are designed to live in groups and to thrive in groups. Remember, we were created different. It says that if anyone is in Christ, Paul says, he is a new creation. Old has passed away. New has come. And this new creation was designed to thrive in groups. 1 Corinthians 12, Paul tells the Corinthians that we're all part of the body of Christ. And some are ears and eyes and noses and arms and legs and livers and pancreases. And each has a purpose and each needs others to function at max capacity. Think about that as you read these verses, picking it up in chapter 2, verse 19. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he has served with me in the gospel. I hope therefore to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me. And I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. I have thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier and your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near to death, but God had mercy on him, not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I am the more eager to send him, therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again, that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy and honor such men. For he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. I wouldn't be surprised if some in church leadership arrogantly, pridefully felt like they didn't need Timothy. They didn't need Paul to send Epaphroditus but the fact of the matter is we need each other. Ecclesiastes forces two are better than one because if one falls down, he has someone to help him up. And inevitably, if you live long enough and you walk this Christian life long enough, you fall down. And the person that you're doing life with falls down. And in a moment, they might help you up and you might help them up. And it says in Ecclesiastes, woe to the one who falls when he is alone and has no one to help him. Listen, I'll speak for myself. Um, Some self-awareness, some (laughs) uh, knowing the life rhythms and my faith rhythms, I will take all of the traveling companions I can get. As long as we're all running the same race, as as long as we're all pursuing Christ-likeness to make disciples, I will take all of the traveling companions I can get. I used the analogy in a message recently of a plant, and a plant needs to be watered to grow. But a watering pot also needs to be refilled. You can't just pour out and pour out and pour out. We have to be watering those around us, and we have to be getting watered as well. So my question today, today intentionally as we think about our lives as disciples of Jesus, who is your Timothy? Who is your Epaphroditus? Who's your brother or sister 
fellow worker, soldier, messenger, minister. Who's doing that for you? Who's bringing those things into your life? And who can you be that for someone else? Where can you be a Timothy or an Epaphroditus? Who around you might need a brother or sister, a fellow worker, a soldier on their behalf, a messenger and a minister? I've found in my life that my faith is is healthiest, I should say. My relationship with Christ is healthiest when I am both pouring and being poured into, when I'm watering others and being watered myself. Another example is looking at Paul and Timothy and Barnabas, where Paul was sort of the the senior, the mentor, um, sort of the hero even of the faith, and Timothy was his mentee, was someone that he poured into, and then Timothy poured into Barnabas. And so we've often asked the question of our students before of who's your Paul and who's your Barnabas? If we put ourselves in the place of Timothy, who's pouring into you and who are you pouring into? And I'd encourage you even to write down names, to fill in those spots in your life where you look around and go, who's who's maybe an older believer or just someone who knows the word better than you do, who can help you, who can guide you, who can speak truth into your life? And then Who are you speaking truth into? Because I think we're meant to have both. I think we are intentionally meant to be in both places at once. That we would be serving and being served. That we would be filling others and being filled. That's at least been my experience. So let me encourage you today. Look around your life. Look at the people in your life. Consider who could be your Paul, who could be your mentor, and who could be your your Barnabas? Who could you mentor? Who could you help as we all try to be more like Christ? Let me pray for you. Lord, we all want to be like you. Surround us with people who are on that same journey. Surround us with those both who could encourage us and who we could encourage to be more like you, Lord, as we walk this path, that we wouldn't be alone that we wouldn't feel alone, but that we would have people who we can learn from and people who we can help teach, Lord, that we would learn from others' mistakes and that we would have people around us learning from ours, that together your body of believers would be stronger as we grow together. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Nathan. This is Word in Motion. Have a great day.